Well, good evening again. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this upcoming June marks the 10-year anniversary of a, of a major IT project that I was a part of. Uh, it involved moving a few hundred people from paper processes to electronic processes. And to say it was a big change is an understatement. Uh, this type of paper to electronic transformation was known to drive people to early retirement so they wouldn't have to go through this difficult process. And the project was about a year in the making and leading up to it there was a lot of planning and preparation and as our go live date came closer my team and I observed that a number of of our coworkers were not taking advantage of the training and planning opportunities that would help them be successful through this change. So we decided one day that we needed to do something that would call their attention to the fact, that would remind them that there was a major change coming. Now, we could have made t-shirts or ordered special coffee mugs with our project name on it, but instead, at least for the men on our team, we started a no-shave-till-go-live. And some of us, myself included, are not typical beard-wearing men. And it was spring, it was leading up to June, and so unlike in the fall, there weren't a lot of other groups of men letting their beards grow out. But as our no shave till go live started to appear, people definitely noticed. And when they asked us about it, uh, it was an opportunity to talk about what this no shave till go live was all about. And as a reminder that there was this big, really important change coming and that they needed to make sure and pay attention and be prepared. And yes, a few of us on the day of go live shaved off what we had grown. It can be difficult to get people's attention and everyone's got their own things going on and oftentimes if something isn't front and center on someone's mind, they're just lost in their own world. I've got a short video clip here of an example of someone trying to get someone's attention. The classic Three Amigos. It's my favorite way to get my kids' attention, but they can't appreciate the classic movies. God's Word gives us a lot of examples of things that God has done to get our attention. From a flood to a burning bush to pillars of fire used all throughout Scripture and the incredible events around the birth of our Savior, God has been revealing himself to us. And all throughout Scripture... God provided instruction to his people on how to live 
and in addition to revealing himself, has revealed his promises to us. And all throughout scripture, his people fell away from that life, once again requiring that God do something to get their attention back. And often he worked through men and women, doing great works so that God would be known. Not just known, but Yadah. The book of Exodus, for example, is full of passages that include some variation of, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Especially as Moses was bringing plagues uh, to Egypt as God was setting the stage for the release. One example here in Exodus chapter 7, verse 17, the Lord is telling Moses about turning the Nile uh, to blood. He says, thus says the Lord, by this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the water that is in the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it will be turned to blood. It was a significant action to complement these powerful words that God provided Moses so that the people of Egypt would know God. When David went to meet Goliath, listen to David's response uh, to Goliath at the start of their confrontation. This is from 1 Samuel 17, beginning in verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you, and I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel." And that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Again, God using David so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And then in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 43.10, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and there will be none after me. 1 Kings 18, 37, Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have turned their heart back again. This from a familiar story that Pastor Gary just, just spoke about in recent weeks when Elijah faced off against Ahab and the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. And one of my favorite moments uh, I shared a few weeks ago as well, Jesus speaking with Pilate. Just before Pilate uh, hands Jesus back over to the crowd, he tells Pilate and us what the purpose of Jesus being here was in John 18, verse 37. It says, therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king? Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Looking back in chapter 8, at verse 28, we get a little glimpse of some of what Jesus was testifying about. It says uh, in verse 28 here, So Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things as the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. As He spoke these things, many came to believe in Him. Again, I ref a reference to know that Jesus is the Son of Man, and by lifting him up, we will know that he is the Son of Man. And as Jesus spoke these things, the result was that many came to believe in him. 
And so my question tonight is this, is how is God using us, Grace Lutheran Church, so that others around us would know him? Are there things that we're doing that we should do more of? Are there things that we're not doing that we should start doing? I want to share something with you that I came across uh, recently, and, and no, it's not from an artificial intelligence program. It says, your pastor and church council, I should note, I did not write this, but I found this and I thought it was good. It says, your pastor and church council are quite disturbed about the disinterested half of our congregation. You know that on any given Sunday, you will find a little over one half of our people in church on Sunday morning. Just think 50% of our people, confirmed people, do not bother to worship God in the church on Sunday. What do you think about it? Isn't it necessary to put forth the effort to attend the worship service? Why do we attend worship services? Is it to please the pastor? Is it to keep peace in the home? Is it to see who else is there or to hear about what is going on? We would have to answer no to each of these reasons. We attend worship services to worship our God. We are present on a Sunday morning because God wants us to be there. We want to hear his word and join with the others in the worship of our God. There's been this question raised, and it's been on my heart, and, and it's, it's been on the hearts of others in these past several months here at Grace. And the question is, is simply, uh, why have we not seen the return of people post-COVID that we saw before COVID? And we've had uh, different discussions about this, councils talked through it, and, and we just don't know the answer. Uh, it might seem that the words I shared before a minute ago may have been written for a modern day, but in fact, it was this article from a newsletter here at Grace Lutheran Church from October of 1957. And two years after that, in 1959, there was a similar note written Although instead of saying half the congregation isn't at church on Sunday, it said only one-fourth were coming to worship services. And later in 1986, I found another note that talked about midweek worship during Lent has been on the decline. On a side note, a, fun, a funny side note, in that same newsletter from 1986, I noticed this little clip right underneath the note I just mentioned. It said, the reason a dog has so many friends is that he wags his tail instead of his tongue. Sounds like a message for another day. <laughs> One observation is that, just like examples all throughout scripture, we, we've seen from our history here at Grace that where God needs to use us to remind people and make known that he is our God and he is present here at Grace with us. I found recently some old attendance information and I put, together, uh, put it together with some recent information and based on what I've found, on average, our attendance is about 40% less uh, from what it was back in 2019. And I've looked at YouTube, and I know uh, that provides a great option for folks not ready to come back, uh, and it's used. And first of all, YouTube has a lot, of a lot of data in there and a lot of different statistics. You can look at that information a lot of different ways, but I haven't seen anything to suggest that the folks that are viewing through YouTube make up that whole 40% that we're not seeing back. And please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not mad at anyone for not being here and I definitely don't wanna be super focused only on numbers. It was just interesting that these numbers provided uh, some backup to what many of us have observed on our own. 
Several years ago, there was a group here at Grace, and I apologize, I just can't remember who was a part of that, and I couldn't dig that information up in time for tonight, but there was a group here at Grace, they set out to create a mission statement for our church, and today it hangs out in the narthex. If you go back towards the tables and turn and look back here towards the sanctuary and look up, you'll see it up on the wall. That mission is to know God's grace and make it known. And I think it's a beautiful mission statement. It reminds us that, one, we need to be diligent in our own study and prayer. And as individuals, we need to know God and his grace. And it also reminds us that we have a responsibility to make God's grace known to those around us. It reminds me of our, our great commission from Jesus. And in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So again, the question on my heart is, how is God using us here at Grace Lutheran Church so that others around us would know him? And are there things that we should start doing, things that we should do more of, things that we should stop doing? And my ask of you tonight is to share your thoughts with me. And not right here, right now, but I'll make myself available. You can email me, you can call me, you can text me. Uh, here's my contact information. I work from home, and not only do I work from home, I work in my basement. And so at least once a week, I try and come out of the basement into the world. Most Fridays around noon, you can find me at Falls Family Restaurant. I would love for you to just show up there sometime. We can break bread, and, and I would love to hear your thoughts also. Um, I set up an online survey, so all of you will get an email later this evening. And uh, you, know, you can say something anonymously or just share whatever thoughts that come to you that way as well. I can't promise that everything that comes in will result in some action, but I know this and that God has made everyone uniquely and he's given everyone a very special purpose and he's put you all on your own paths and given you your own perspective from your life experiences. And I'm sure that he's using each of you very differently than me and our council and anyone else who's, who's working to continue to come up with new ideas and spread our ministries. And I would just love to hear what that perspective from each of you is. Uh, like I said, you'll receive an email a little bit later, including a link to that survey, but please pray on this and talk to each other. And uh, whether it's a, a no-shave movement that we need to adopt or, uh, or anything else, I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback. Amen? Please rise, and we will confess our faith together in the words